Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it adds some tools to your tool bag, so to speak, as we said in the Marine Corps, and hopefully it helps the country, even if just a little bit. Not anything really new to report on the homestead, other than the deer eating the grapes, but I think we talked about that the other day. Just kind of waiting, hoping for a little rain now. We do have a large number of pecans this year from one of our trees. I didn't realize that pecans, pecan trees didn't produce produce pecans every single year. That was something I should have known growing up around them. Uh, But as a kid, oblivious to it, I suppose. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ. And your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the people that listen to and share the podcast. Be with them. Guide them. Bless them. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Their families as well. Thank you, Lord, for the discipline that you put into our lives uh, even though it's painful at the time that it happens it brings about righteousness and peace we know because it makes us better stronger although it doesn't feel like it at the time Guide our nation. Guide those who lead us. Help us to do your will, Father. Guide my words here. Please, in your son's name we pray. Amen. One more. Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a darker the least part of it. One of the <clears throat> one of the modern lies that we're told in a number of different areas is that the native tribes over here in America lived in this utopic, if that's a word, setting society, however you want to say it, Uh, that everything was peaceful and wonderful until Europeans came, Columbus, pilgrims, and 
really in particular what it boils down to again, right, is men, well, Christians, and then men, and then white men, right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to read a little bit today about Columbus's first encounter with a few of the natives. And uh, I'll talk about that just a little bit. So the Santa Maria ran aground on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1492. And the ship had to be abandoned. On the island of Haiti, Columbus left 40 men in a settlement named La Navidad. La Navidad, meaning the nativity. He promised to return the next year. On January 13, 1493, Columbus described in his journal their first encounter with the cannibalistic tribe of the Canibs or Caribs, from which Caribbean originates. The English word cannibal is derived from the Spanish word carib, which means piranha. So this is from his journal. Seeing them, the Caribs, running towards them, the Christians gave an Indian a great slash on the buttocks and wounded another in the breast with an arrow. Seeing that they could gain little, although the Christians were not more than seven, they, the Caribs, fifty and more, began to flee until not one remained one leaving his arrows here and another his bow there. The Christians would have killed many of them, it is said, if the pilot who went with them as their captain had not prevented it. The Christians returned to their caravel with their boat, and when the admiral knew of it, he said that on the one hand he was sorry and on the other not, since they would have fear of the Christians, because without doubt, says he, the folk there are bad actors, as one says. And he believed that they were Caribs and ate men. There's a little bit here uh, about really some of the kindnesses that Columbus showed to the natives. And if I get a chance, we'll come back. Uh, but I wanted to read a little bit more about this. So this is a few years later. In 1495, Michael de Quinault, a young Italian nobleman who had accompanied Columbus on this second voyage, recounted in a letter further evidence of the cannibalistic Caribs who inhabited the islands. In that island, St. Maria de Guadalupe, we took twelve very beautiful and very fat women from fifteen to sixteen years old, together with two boys of the same age. These had the genital organ cut to the belly, and this we thought had been done in order to prevent them from meddling with their wives or maybe to fatten them up and later eat them. These boys and girls had been taken by the above-mentioned Caribs, 
and we sent them to Spain to the king as a sample. The Caribs, whenever they catch these Indians, eat them as we would eat goats. And they say that a boy's flesh tastes better than that of a woman. Of this human flesh they are very greedy, so that to eat of the flesh they stay out of their country for six, eight, or even ten years before they repatriate. And they stay so long, whenever they go, that they depopulate the islands. We went to the temple of those Caribs, in which we found two wooden statues, arranged so that they look like a pieta. We were told that whenever someone's father is sick, the son goes to the temple and tells the idol that his father is ill and the idol says whether he should live or not and he stays there until the idol answers yes or no. If he says no, then the son goes home, cuts his father's head off and then cooks it. I don't believe they eat it, but truly, when it is white, they place it in the above-mentioned temple and this they do only to the Lord's. That idol is called Siete, or something like that. According to what I have seen in all the islands where we have been, both the Indians and the Caribs are largely Sodomites, not knowing, I believe, whether they are acting right or wrong. We have judged that this accursed vice may have come to the Indians from those Caribs, because these, as I said before, are wilder men, and when conquering and eating those Indians, for spite they may also have committed that extreme offense, which, proceeding thence, may have been transmitted from one to the other. I'm going to read one more, folks. I know it's kind of disturbing, but we're sold this lie so often today that the natives had this just wonderful, perfect life and that Columbus and other Americans were these just, e I mean, other Europeans were just these evil genocidal maniacs that came over and just completely despoiled America and raped and pillaged and plundered the natives. Uh, and it's not to say that the Europeans, that the settlers didn't do some horrific things and that throughout our American history we haven't done some really horrific things. And they ought to be labeled as horrific, but so should the actions of those native tribes. And you, you see one note here. When you spread the truth, when you spread the Bible, when you spread Christianity, societies automatically become better. You just look at history, folks. Real Christianity, when you, when you truly spread the teaching of Jesus Christ, Columbus opened this door, and, and we now have more freedom and liberty, and people live better in huge chunks of the world than ever before. Not in all of them. But when you look in those places that they don't, you'll find one thing dramatically missing often, and that's the Bible and Jesus Christ. I would venture to say universally without exception. 
And so when you read this stuff, I know it is disturbing, but you need to know it so that when people say it and say you hear these talking heads on the news or in your schools or colleges if you're going to them, that they either don't know what they're talking about or they do and they're lying. So Dr. Diego Alvarez, I'm going to murder this, Chunka, the chief physician on Columbus's second voyage, described with disgust their encounter with the Caribs. We inquired of the women who were prisoners, of the inhabitants, what sort of people these islanders were, and they replied, Caribs. As soon as they learned that we abhor such kind of people because of their evil practice of eating human flesh, they felt delighted. They told us that the Carib men used them with such cruelty as would scarcely be believed, and that they eat the children which they bear them, only bringing up those whom they have by their native wives. Such of their male enemies, as they can take away alive, they bring here to their homes to make a feast of them, and those who are killed in battle they eat up after the fighting is over. They declare that the flesh of man is good to eat, that nothing can compare with it in the world. And this is quite evident for the human bones we found in the houses. Everything that could be gnawed had already been gnawed, so that nothing remained but what was too hard to eat. In one of the houses we found a man's neck cooking in a pot. In their wars of the inhabitants of the neighboring islands, these people capture as many of the women as they can especially those who are young and handsome, and keep them as body servants and concubines. And so great a number do they carry off, that in fifty houses we entered, no man was found, but all were women. Of that large number of captive females, more than twenty handsome women came away voluntarily with us. When the Caribs take away boys as prisoners of war, they remove their organs, fatten them up until they grow up, and then... When they wish to make a great feast, they kill and eat them, for they say that the flesh of women and youngsters is not good to eat. Three boys thus mutilated came fleeing to us when we visited the houses. Evil is evil, folks, regardless of what time or where. The idea that the natives in the Americas had this peaceful, idyllic lifestyle is just not true. And it carries on into the 1800s when you see the actions of a lot of the native tribes across the nation during westward expansion. The cruelty is unimaginable to us today, although you see uh, some pictures coming out of Israel right now with the Muslims that are there killing the Israelis, uh, the burned, beheaded bodies of babies. And you, and you can see some similarities, perhaps, between them and these caribs, these cannibals that would rape and torture the women and then cook and eat the babies that they bore them. So when somebody in some college or high school or on the news tells you that Columbus came over and he was the one that caused all this genocide and destroyed this perfect life that the natives have. You know that it's not true. 
If you get a chance and you can share the podcast with somebody today, I would appreciate it. Y'all are absolutely the reason that it continues to spread and grow. And if you would like to contact me, contact the podcast, American Soul Podcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, you can support the podcast by subscribing to the exclusive episodes that we do each month. It's $3 a month and you get all the extra episodes that we do. God bless y'all. God bless your marriages. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.